rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hello, what is happening? Yes, hello, my name is Tara Devlin. This is Tara Buster, unapologetic liberal talk. We meet here every time I feel like it, really. It's at night usually now. Which, let's see. I can't, I got, it sucks. I wish I had a regular schedule during the week, but we really don't. So we have to play it by ear. And, uh, but we do have a Saturday evening show that usually records at 6 p.m. Eastern here at the Tower Buster Facebook page and YouTube channel. And we are rebroadcast on Progressive Voices and SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all those places. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and tell your friends, keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devon. These are all the things you have to do besides everything else that you have to do. Living in the United States of serfs and lords. It's, uh, it's goddamn tedious, but that's why we need the real liberal media, and this is it, I have to say. Um, yes, you're looking at it, but it is a community experience, so come on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Tarabuster. Wait, hold on. What is, which is it? YouTube. Yeah, just Tarabuster. I'm forgetting that my own show. And, yeah, youtube.com slash C, sorry, slash RD, no, C, fuck, shit. Because you know what happened? If you're new, Facebook shut down our, our Facebook page, the RDT Daily Facebook page. It's still shut down. So one of the other admins on the page is trying to get it reopened. It's been, uh, it's been a while now. I go a couple, how long has it been? So definitely over a week. Time, time has no concept to me. I don't know what year. What year is this? Where am I? Who am I? I don't. I, I don't. I'm not ready to go into the light yet. But let's hope. Uh, I don't know. I hope before I leave this planet, I do hope to see the country become a more perfect union. As see, I practice Buddhism. Okay. I mean, my mother was a nun. My father was a garbage man. What else would was, was I gonna be? Right. But. In Buddhist, so I practice with uh, the SGI, which is a lay Buddhist organization. So there's no priests, which is basically, I feel, uh, a good thing, of course. No priests, no, none of the bull of uh, somebody having the keys to your enlightenment or anything. Uh, and it's really, a, it's a humanist philosophy about action and blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't mean to proselytize, but the when I get really down upon on this country, because as you know, when watching the show and all, I'm always like, why did my grandmother come here from Ireland? I would be living in Ireland right now, looking, sitting on a cliff, probably looking out into the sea, thanking my whatever stars that I was born in a country that has health care, at least. Right. And. But then I have to think, in as a Buddhist, there's a, when I get really mad about everything, um, there's a, I don't know, I mean, who the hell knows? I won't know until I'm dead, and then I, I, I may not know. 
So we really don't know what's happening. But I do know that there's more to earth. There's more to life than meets the eye. That is my, that's basically my philosophy. We don't have all the answers. So, but anyway, but life is just such a, it's so vast. We don't even have the language to ask the questions. Do you know what I mean? But the point is, in Buddhist philosophy, you pick your life, so to speak. You pick your challenges. And when I get very down on this country, I think, well, I picked it because why? Because I'm supposed to do something. I'm supposed to stand up. I'm supposed to use my platform here, for example, to try and advocate for a more perfect union. And... I hope, I hope we're making a difference. I think we are. I know that we need to grow and get the, just get more ears and eyeballs only because we, what we talk about, the unapologetic liberal solution is, it's nothing more than, <laughs> it's not, it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's, it's things that, FDR advocated for. This is what we're talking about. But we're talking about creating a country that works for all. And that's, isn't that the point? What is the meaning of life when it comes down to it? That we want to have a decent life. And we have to share, we, sh we share this blip of time together. So I believe that we leave no one behind. This is how we're going to work, how we, how we will fix this country. We don't even leave behind the morons. You know what I mean? Because the morons, okay, let's get into the morons. I don't, I, I don't know why I started talking about that, but probably because I'm thinking in my mind when I started to think how, how this country sucks. Because I do think that a lot. And then, why don't you leave it? You don't love it, leave it. It's, I was born here, right? So I have an obligation. I wore the uniform of this damn country. We all um, have an obligation to, to each other and my family and the people who will come after me. Yeah, why don't I leave? I don't know. Why don't you make me? I, don't, I, I mean, I guess if the conservatives put together a GoFundMe page and like hundreds of thousands of dollars for me to move, I would might think about it. But I, anyway, whatever. I do get, I get, I have conflicted feelings, as you can tell. A lot of this is also, it's kind of therapy. We call the show um, not only unapologetic liberal talk, but therapy for the resistance. It, it kind of, it's really my therapy. That's what it feels like. Even though I have therapy. I, I've had a lot of therapy in my life, and thank God for it. Or, Namiho Rengeko. God, so to speak. You know. Um, guys, guys, yes, hello. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Republicans will always be Republic clowns and Republic... <laughs> it's very hard to say. Republic turds. <laughs> and thank you, Jim, um, for your super chat. And thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. And thank you for saying you say what needs to be said. Oh, man, thank you, Robin, for your super chat. What does that say? 
something about one. I can't read. It's too small. My eyes not my eyes are not that good. Something one. I can't read that. All right, guys, guys, guys. What was I saying? All right, yeah, I don't know. That's why we're here. We're in this together. It doesn't get depressing though. But the thing is, um, when you see all the morons, and there are a lot of them, it's almost not their fault. All all the way. Of course, it's the race. It's it's their fault. It is their fault. They, but they were brought up wrong. I guess their mothers didn't raise them right, and they weren't smart enough to break free for themselves. But they also have the leadership of the Republican Party is blatantly lying to them. So that's a big problem. And it's not going away. As we we're going to witness tomorrow is the second impeachment trial of the con man. He's a con man. Hello? They could get rid of him. You see, this is the perfect opportunity. They had an opportunity before. They could have done it before. They could have all gotten together and said, let's, like we say, we stick together, we win. Yes, they could have all stuck together and eliminated their con man, you know, legally and peacefully, of course. They have another chance to do it. And they have a chance to ensure that he'll never run for office again. Isn't that, that's like a dream come true. He's off Twitter. He's off Facebook. He's been deplatformed. So what are you afraid of? His tweet? He doesn't tweet anymore. He's been neutered. His, he, he still has the right, of course, to go stand on the street, street corner and scream into the wind like any nut job. But, he, yeah, he can go on to QAnon. He can go on Reddit, I suppose. But the Republicans, they know who he is. They're, but they're not doing this country any favor. They're, yet again, proving me right again. I wish I was wrong when I say, because I've been saying it for years, that the Republicans are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. I wish I was wrong about that. But... Here we go again. They literally incited treason against... I mean, they've been committing treason as an electoral strategy for, for years, for decades, for my entire life. Here's the music, but it's a, I, I'm not stopping. Hold on, wait. I only put the music up. You know, the, you know why. Because I'm trying to keep my shows to a reasonable length. Because I don't think that at much... Pe- I don't know how many people listen when the show goes into four hours. I mean... And I need my beauty rest, as you can tell. I certainly do. But it's also, is that, is it too much of a good thing? I don't know. I'm trying to find the, the right, trying to find that, whatever. Where it's all a work in progress. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And you can be in, get in on the ground floor. <laughs> Uh, of what? I have no idea. We're working it out as we go. As of, of the real liberal media, I guess. That's it. And I have to say thank you all for all your support. And uh, all everybody who's... Uh, I have, Wait, hold on a second. I should have got this Facebook page. Because somebody sent me a message on Facebook. 
I'm trying to. I can't. Um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head now. Len, or Lynn, saying that I should not say that I and 100% right uh, that it's not. Um, it's not good. It's insulting when I say that the show sucks. Like sometimes I'll say, "Does this show suck? Do I suck?" But that's only I should keep that to myself because that's more that's the stuff I should share with my shrink this is I mean you guys know I'm in recovery it's it's one day at a time and um my sometimes my stinking thinking gets the better of me and I I say things out loud but what well, you know that I should probably keep to myself because I get um I get self-conscious. Lynn, L-I-N, I was right. Lynn, thank you, Lynn, for your message. Uh, Lynn said, Tara, when you keep saying your show sucks, it really is an insult to the people who are listening to you. They are listening to a sh sucky show, so they must be idiots. Not a great message. Get a grip, please. <laughs> I agree. When I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that's uh, not nice. Uh, not I mean, not Lynn, but me to say that. That's true. She's 100% correct. And so I wrote back, yes, you're 10,000% you're correct. I hadn't looked at it from that perspective. I definitely need to get a grip. And I most sincerely apologize. So thank you for keeping it real. I needed that. Thank you. And thank you all for keeping it real. And Lynn wrote back, love you, by the way, Tara. Thank you. I needed that, too. <laughs> My son and I have seven rescued kitties and a big enough house with a catio, which is, which is a safe outdoor enclosure to hold us all. Hang in there. So, And I wrote back, that sounds like a dream home to me. I wish I had a catio. I just have these cats in this, this house, and they're, it's kind of, they're kind of getting on my nerves. I love them all, but they're not getting along. All of them. It's uh, Ray is our rescue cat. We just got. Uh, he just came. You guys know. You guys know. I uh, rescued him off the streets, but there's an adjustment going on, and I I can't. I, I just can't listen to them hissing at each other. And it's I've got that Jackson Galaxy stuff, Peacemaker. There, um, I gave them there's some uh, stuff to put on their fur, so they're supposed to smell it and calm them down. <laughs> and then if you go on Discord, Ta I gave I bought Tara Junior Junior a thunder shirt, which he hated. I thought maybe that would make him feel safe. Oh God, everybody! Now can't we all just get along, right? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. All right. Thank you. Yes, I needed that tough love. Thank you, Lynn. It's good because this is how I will be, I don't know, grow. Not me, not just me. I, I guess it is me, really. <laughs> Who else is growing here? Um, I need to stop that bullshit Think it, It's really not good. It's poison to the mind. I, I have to tell you, like, for years I was really self-critical and had like everything that I said about myself, I would always put myself down as a joke, so-called. 
it was all always knocking myself. But that then when I got into recovery and I had more therapy, I real I came to the realization through all of that work that that is poison to the mind and the soul. That your mind doesn't and your your soul and your heart doesn't know the difference between uh, a, a something that you say in jest or something that is true. So when you're like, ah, I suck, I suck. It's it's kill it's soul killing so and it's just not good so i have to and i and honestly the i the reason i was a drug addict to begin with was because i don't want to feel like shit you know what i mean i don't who does i now have to have different coping mechanisms of course and that's why i don't do drugs because that's the irony of drugs, you think, or or alcoholism or whatever. Even though it runs in my family and all that. But you think that um, you're doing some, you're giving yourself some kind of solace or self-soothing. But it really is every, every time that you use, you're getting further and further away from that sense of serenity that you're seeking. So it's that's the lie. But anyway. Yes, uh, and, and that's why the wor- they call it work. Recovery is work. Life is work. Therapy is work. Change is work. But it's, a, it's also an action. So self, so s- sitting here and saying, or standing here, as the case may be, and saying, uh, oh, this sucks, this sucks, meaning, the sh- you know, it's because I'm feeling self-conscious, but it's, that doesn't help. It actually is uh not good and it also doesn't feel good because i don't i i love the show i do it gives my my life a purpose a meaning i feel like we're doing something we're making a difference we're making a dent in things and we are there's no coincidences when i hear I heard on the corporate media, I can't remember which, uh, it was a a Democratic representative talking about leaving no one behind. And that's not an accident. We start talking about it here. It may not be that this Democratic representative watched this show in particular, but somebody says it, you say it, we say it in our lives, and it gets out there. And then it becomes just part of the American lexicon, the our zeitgeist. We don't leave people behind. That's what it means to be a patriot. Leaving no one behind. That's why, you know, I want to talk about the impeachment, but just because we're on the subject, I'm going to switch gears just for a second because they're, um, of course, the Republicans, you know, they are trying to do what they always do. They don't give a shit about this country. As we as we can see, as clearly as we can see, as we will see more tomorrow, they as Joe Biden, thankfully, he's he seems to be not falling for the same old shit that Obama fell for, where trying in the spirit of bipartisanship to give the Republicans some kind of ownership in the recovery package with the understanding or the hope that they would stop being the anti-American agents of oligarchy that they are. 
Well, that's like asking a fish not to swim. Or asking a, f a fish to fly. It's not going to happen. So Joe Biden, perhaps he's made the, he's learned from that experience that the, and he said openly that our problem, uh, or he worries more about that, we will do too little. There is not, you can't do too much to try and stop the bleeding in this country from the, from the Trump virus from the Trump economic disparity and the Trump economic immobility, the income disparity, the uh, everything that sucks in this country brought to us by right wingers who don't want a democracy. That's the bottom line. They don't want to. And this is one thing I think I, I hope that Joe Biden in the behind closed doors, they talk openly about you can't be that naive about this. Republicans don't have an interest in democracy. They don't care. Clearly. They're not, they're not trying to make a... They're not trying to reach across the aisle. They, but whatever, you know. They're not trying... Just like Repu the Democrats, this is the same old crap that goes on. I'm old enough to remember the last time they crashed the economy and a Democrat was elected with the most votes ironically and how how odd and the, and then we have to clean up the messes of the republicans and what do the republicans say on the night of obama's inauguration we know the caucus room conspiracy where they started to well they decided not started what they they conspired to block any help that obama was going to give the american people or try to help dig us out of this of the second near Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. Now we're on the third, and so that's how evil they are. And that's that's the word when you cause deliberately you deliberately conspire to cause pain to your fellow Americans, so it will suit you politically so you, it might get you reelected you you'll make obama a one term president that's what you care about not that you're going to get together and build coalitions and reach across and be bipartisan which i can't if i never hear that word again i'm going to uh, i i mean i think i will be a happy person if i never never hear the word bipartisan again cuz i don't care about bipartisan. Nobody does, frankly. And one heartening thing, and I'm glad to say it because you guys know I wasn't for oh, I wasn't for Biden. I was I'm um for Bernie. I was for Bernie. But of course I voted for Biden. But it's it's good to hear him say when he when, and hear Jen Psaki say that when they he's talking about unity, he's talking about unifying with the American people, not necessarily with the Republican Party. That's brilliant, of course. When the majority, when the American people want to be helped in this pandemic, and the, you got these obstructionist fascist bastards, these, uh, these insurrectionist lying, big lie, con men enabling Bastard, I can't, I, it's all the words trying to come out of my mouth at once. Standing in the way 
and now they're crying. See, the their goal, make no mistake, with the it's not a recovery package. It is a rescue package. It's not a stimulus package. It's a rescue package. Their goal with the rescue package is to ensure that it sucks. That's it. That's why they want to means test it. I, now we're talking about means testing the rescue package. Because, and, oh, here's the thing here. Let me find this article. Means test, because they're, now they're going down and down. First, $75,000. Then it's, they want to get down to $50,000. And, of course, these right-wing Democrats, well, this Mo, Joe Manchin asshole, he doesn't want $15 minimum wage in the rescue package because, well, I mean, he only has one of the shittiest states in the union with the most poverty. So how do people vote for these people? Really? How? But the this is why I, I ask you and I remind you incessantly to support the liberal media because the reason... The liberal media is so necessary is because the this is why the the American people are so duped and divided and at each other's throats. It's it is because of the media, because of the of the Republican media. They did this. They spread this. They're they're now they're peddling unity to this fake unity to uh, kneecap Biden. So wait, hold on. I'm trying to find this article. Uh, where is it? It's in the... Oh, what's that? Means test. I'm looking for... Means testing risk. I had... I, I forget. You know how it is. When I... When I find, I try to find articles, and then during the show, of course, it's all I can't find them. So, oh wait, 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 wait. What is that? Means test. What's that? Oh yeah, Forbes. That's where it was, I think. Means test. Why can't I find this article? It's so weird. Hold on a second. Guys, talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Because I'll try to talk while I'm typing here. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. No, it's not Forbes. That's why I couldn't find it. Um, they're trying to say that... Okay, here, here's the thing. This is why I say everybody in, nobody out. Because they have so divided this country... Americans, hold on, and uh, they have so divided us that, according to, I think it was Forbes magazine. That's why I'm getting con confused here. The there's they said sixty percent of the American people want the rescue package to be targeted. They don't want it to go to people who don't need it. Like this is this should be our primary concern. Whether the, the so so you got to remember where we live, guys. 
we live in the least upwardly mobile country on, on, uh, of all of the Western democracies. The majority of the American people live paycheck to freaking paycheck before the pandemic. The over 70% of the American working class, I mean, you're talking about the majority of the country can't save 400 effing dollars for an emergency. Okay? And they want us, they're, they're, in, they're um, interviewing the American people. And they're saying, oh, the American people don't want those who don't need it to get the stimulus. Who gives a shit? Give it to everybody. Everybody in, nobody out. Period. That's why FDR made Social Security belong to everyone. So it's none of this, uh, who, are, uh, who are you on the ladder? Are you getting over? Are you getting away? The fact is, we can't do enough to fix this goddamn country and the, and the virus and do something and, re, and get, give relief to the American people. This country is suffering, and we're suffering from the division, the constant division. But that's the Republicans, and the way that they, and also the, and I'm talking, and the conservative Dems, who make me sick. And that's why we need to do the show. You understand? Because the only way they will be pushed is by the American people. So we need. This is we're talking about common sense. We're talking about the American way. This is the American way. Everything that we propose and that um, we talk about on the show, it's there's nothing out of the ordinary. It's nothing that we haven't done before, except for universal health care, of course. But when we talk about high marginal rates, high marginal tax rates, that's We've had a 90% high marginal tax rate on the, on, uh, during the socialist Eisenhower's administration. Everybody knows that. Most people, they don't say that on Fox News. They act like it's so off the wall when anybody brings it up. Oh, my God. And... It's, uh, it's, yes. Oh, here we go. Means testing. Here. Here's an, uh, an article. Don't give relief checks to the rich. The U.S. government has, and this is some fucking person, who knows, from Yonkers Times, who, uh, whatever. But this is a reflection on what's going on out there. By Dan Murphy, the U.S. government has been in need of means testing their entitlement programs for more than a decade. Fuck you, okay? Sometimes that's all you can say. And and I know I should be more pointed and not as lazy in my commentary. But that is my first thought when I hear something like that. The U.S. government has been in need of means testing their entire their entitlement programs for more than a decade. You son of a bitch. No, we're in needs of means testing the billionaires out of existence. That's what we're in need of. Of, as uh, Teddy Roosevelt called it, 
taxing the the swollen fortune as a patriotic imperative. That's what we are in need of, means testing. Means testing in this country? In the le- I'm telling you, in the least upwardly mobile of all the Western democracies and that effing Dan Murphy writes an article, we need to means test. Again, how, you know what it means test means, everyone? When you means test, this is why the Republicans want to means test everything, because you can means test it out of existence. It plays right into their divide and conquer game. You means te- they, they turn you into the poor, the working poor, and then the, those who resent the work, the poor. You, know, you understand? If you're a little higher on the ladder, if you're $76,000 and you're not, you don't get the relief package or nothing, but you're still struggling because that's the way it is here in the United States of serfs and lords. So then you look at your fellow Americans who are a little lower on the ladder with resentment. This is what they've done to this country. And that is why everybody in, nobody out, is the only American way. If you're not, if you want to fix this country, there you go. You attack our problems as, uh, as American problems, not as the problems of the poor and the problems of the rich. We're in this together. And if you want to be um, an American citizen, you want to live in this country, this civilized country that is a nation of laws, that has courts, that has decent roads where the people can read and we all have a decent middle class life, you know, this is my dream, of course, then you play by the rules of that country. If you want to have a business in that country then you have to abide by the rules. You can't treat your, your workers like indentured servants or slaves or someone that, or, or nothing but parasites to ride to the bank and then discard. That they have to be treated and uh, treated with dignity and respect. And they have to earn a fair share of the, wa- of the profits that their labor makes possible. You could still be rich as they were in all of American history, even in the time when the Republicans, they all pine for the good old days, but they don't pine for the 90% top marginal tax rates or the 35% unionized workforce. Of course not. That, because it's a game. They, all, they only pine for the strict hierarchy of racial discrimination and social mores that keep everybody in their place. That's what they're pining about. But they're, they're saying, oh, America was great back then, right? It was great. It was, it, it was great, yes, if you were white and you were a beneficiary of the New Deal and you, uh, we lived in a country where you, at the time, it was known as the Great Prosperity, thanks to government policy. Now we're trying to, they, they, they effectively destroyed the Great Prosperity, and they only did it with the help of their media, of their propaganda outlets. You understand? They could not have done it without the deregulation of the media and uh, the likes of Rush Limbaugh and Fox News pushing 
their Reagan bullshit, their supply-side bullshit, which is complete bullshit, as bullshit as means-testing. Means-testing this. Me, if you need it, then you fucking need it. Okay? Everybody in, nobody out. That's the way it is. That is what will unify this country. We're not going to unify with um, people of all different persuasions and cabinet positions. Although that is important, that's only one small step. Jesus Christ. It's not that hard. They know it too. That's why they have to lie and push this game consistently. Because they don't want the, they like, they like it like this. The, the oligarchs who buy the politicians, the, the, you know, especially the right-wing oligarchs, especially. See, the, the lefty, if there are lefty oligarchs, they're, they're, they don't like the chaos. They, they enjoy the oligarchy, though. Like, we just played that whole thing with um, Michael Bloomberg, him, pretending he's a Democrat. Please. They, but nobody talks about the income disparity, the upward immobility. This is not democracy. It's not. You can have concentrated wealth or democracy, or, but you can't have both. Well, that's why. Taxing the rich at a high marginal tax rate is not just um, a, a good thing to do for the economy. It's also... A patriotic imperative. We need to do it to have a functioning democracy. Same thing with bullshit. Get this means testing out of here, please, with this bullshit. Means test my ass because you're means testing us into another uh, divide and conquer insurrection. That's what they're doing. Keeping us divided. That's it means to there and and it's a strategy they understand that's what happens it's human nature i've i myself have heard people who claim to be democrats complaining that they have to pay um f- full f- freight for obamacare you know, on the obamacare exchanges because they make too much to get a subsidy while people get Basically, um, they can get uh, their entire health insurance paid for. If, if you're poor enough, if you're lower on the ladder enough. But I have heard people that I love and respect who are Democrats say, I got to pay. So I got to pay for the poor, too. So they're higher on the ladder, but there, there is the, there's the resentment. Because when you're, if you're, you're making a little more money, it gets, the, the squeeze is on. Because then you're in the middle class. And, then, and the poor, the way that they run this country, you, I, there shouldn't be a whole, there shouldn't be a thing called the working poor. Which makes me sick. But it's like the middle class are, uh, it's the rich, the billionaires own the millionaire mouthpiece networks to tell the middle class, the actual, the what's left of the middle class, that um, the, the problems are because of the people lower on the ladder. 
and they believe it. And it's and on some level, it's true in a way, not a problem, but that the way that they cut cut people off. And, and it's as if you're not, we're not in it together. So it would be a lot less stressful for people. And it would certainly unify the country if everybody in, nobody, if you, if you wanted to go to college, did it matter if you made $75,000 or $100,000 or $2,000? You can go to just like you can go to public school. You can go to college. You can go to you can go to any college or trade school because that's what we do as Americans. We invest in each other. You don't come out as an indentured servant to the banks. I mean, God, this is how we will unify this country. Everybody in, nobody out. And this is why the Republicans don't want to do it. But the other problem is the Democrats, the so-called conservative Democrats. We want to, but here's the thing with the Republicans, before I forget, they're, they're um, couching their, um, their call for means testing in, in the lingo of concern. They want to make sure it gets to the people who need it the most, don't you know? They don't give a shit. If they gave a shit about people who needed it the most, would there be over 400,000 Americans dead right now? Would there be unemployment rate the likes of the first Republican Great Depression? No. They they care so much. They want to make sure it gets to people who really need it. Well, you know what? People who really needed it, needed it a year ago. Okay? They needed a federal government not to lie and say, oh, it's just going to disappear like a dream. They They needed the federal government not to tell them that the big problem was uh, that um, it was the Democratic governors who were closing down the states, right? To divide the... Oh, liberate Michigan. Instead of giving people what they needed to get through the pandemic alive and with a roof over their head, they lied and played their divide-and-conquer game again and set the morons loose. It's almost like you can't... I, uh, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. It's like, you can't blame them completely for big, but that you can't cause they're, they're, they're dupes clearly. But when you got the so-called president and all of his enablers continuously lying to you and they will not stop, they feed into the, 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 the big lie and they're not letting go. They will not let go of that big lie. So what do we do? Um, what do we do? We have to con- we have to really get the truth out there until the point where the American people, the normal people, the reachable people, aren't going to have it anymore. They're just not going to take it anymore. And, of course, things will change. That's what happens. Oh, God help me.
help me. All right, hold on. I want to see who's in the chat. Am I wrong? No. Right, exactly. Haiku says, Obamacare is what happens when you try to work with Republicans. They suck. Obamacare sucks because it's the Republican health plan that's meant to keep the for-profit insurance racket in power. The insurance racket is the problem. I mean, they all suck. They have no freaking interest in what's right. They only have an interest in what makes the rich richer. Isn't that clear by now? They don't give a shit who dies. If you die, your mama die. Who needlessly dies? That's why I talk about the 35,000 Americans who needlessly die every year. We should all be outraged. Needlessly die? What industry would be standing with uh, uh, that kills 35,000 Americans yearly and bankrupts a million more for year, my entire life and, and before I was born. How many Americans are dead? You got to think about all the pain and suffering in this country, all of the families who would have had loved ones who would have been, who would be alive for God's sakes. The pain, the suffering, the the uh, the orphan children, the grief, and then the indifference and the and the immorality of the entire system built on your money or your life. And then you got the, uh, these this fucking bullshit Republican. Of course you don't work with them because look at what happens. They, you give them their policies right back at them on a silver platter and they spit in your face. They use it against you. They know it sucks. For God's sake, they know it sucks. That's why they can criticize it. It's their plan. That's what the Democrats should say. Well, it's your fucking plan, Sherlock. So if it sucks, you better look in the mirror. But the Democrats will never do that. They'll pretend it's bipartisan. I want to fix Obamacare. Well, you could have fucking fixed it in the first place by having a universal health care. Who the hell proposes a policy that leaves millions out? Oh, it's an improvement. But it still divides this country. Everything is a divided nation. We're divided. And then the rest of the people that have health care are hanging by a thread and they're all afraid. That's what it's about. You know, it's the middle class. This is the, the old saying, how the middle class is... Um, how the poor are, well, I think it was George Carlin who did that bit. The poor are used to keep the middle class on their toes or whatever from, from complaining too much. They're the, it's the fear factor. But it's the truth. Please. If the Democrats, it's, t it's time, Democrats, stop. If you're a real Democrat, enough. Enough with this bullshit. You know, every, and when I say it, and the Republicans know, there is no way they can fight us on this. How can you get, um, how can you um, re respond or negative, how can you negate 
we don't leave anybody behind. What do you say to that? Yes, we do. Oh, I guess personal responsibility. Is that what they say? Because they only stick to the personal responsibility when they're trying to kill somebody, trying to starve someone or ensure that someone has, has to die needlessly. Fix Obamacare. The fix, the only fix the country needs is to get rid of the for-profit health insurance system. What kind of shit is that? The only fix this country needs is Medicare for all. That's it. And if the for-profit health insurance racket is so great, what do they got to worry about? Oh, they can't, we can't compete with the government. Why not? Yes, you can. If you have a, for, if you allow people to buy into Medicare, the fuck is your problem? Why can't, oh, we can't compete. Well, then get out of that ghoulish racket. It shouldn't exist. Oh, oh, don't get me started. I, I didn't mean to talk about this tonight. It really does burn me up, as you know, because I start having flashbacks to, like, Pete Buttigieg crying crocodile tears about people who work in the insurance racket industry. We'll, they'll lose their jobs. I'm sorry. Well, that's why in Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, there was millions and millions of dollars to get people retrained and into other jobs. But um, you never hear this. It only happens when the Republicans or the right-wing Democrats know that we're, we're about to do something that we actually need. Then they give a shit. They, what about the people who die? Huh? What about the jobs? They're doing a job, and then they drop dead on the way to their third uniquely American low-paying job because they were cutting their diabetes medicine in half. And that, well, I didn't pull that out of my ass. We, are, we know this. This is another thing that the Democrats suck at. Wait, hold on a second. Um, where, what was that woman's name, now that I'm saying it? There was a woman who... Dies, woman dies on way to, it was the second or third job. I'll just say second job, diabetes, because she was rationing her, her insulin. But I've heard these stories all the time. Yeah, rationing. Meanwhile, it was government research and development that created insulin and it's a, it's a it's on a it's on the market it's actually a public domain drug so to speak but the high the high cost of insulin is causing americans to ration their insulin and they're dying it's it's a fucking sick goddamn country literally and figuratively it's unreal. And then we read a story on this show about a woman who is, is an adult, no thanks to the for-profit health insurance racket. She was diagnosed with diabetes as a young, as a preteen. And she wrote an article for the New York Times, I'm alive in spite of the for-profit insurance racket. And 
because all during the campaign, we had to hear how much everybody loves their private health insurance, which is a is bullshit. Who the fuck loves their private health insurance? Nobody loves their private health insurance. They love getting health care. There's a difference. Nobody loves Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, yeah. I love Blue Cross Blue Shield when I go to the emergency room and then I get a fucking thousand dollar bill. I love it. Don't you? Don't you love it? Because when um, it was uh, at a network or some some goddamn bullshit. I'm so sick of it. <sighs> That's why I say, why, why, Granny? Because I would have been less stressed out all the time. It's not all the time, but, you know, as you get older, I'm thinking, that's what will happen to me. One medical, like most Americans, I'm one catastrophic medical diagnosis away from losing it all, losing everything. We all live on the fucking edge. And then you don't go to the doctor because who can afford it? You, you, can I afford to go? That's why a friend of mine who was from Ireland, he said he, he moved here because he married an American, the poor bastard. And uh, he said that for the first time in his life, he didn't go to the doctor when he was sick because he, th- he thought, can I afford this? Never before. He said when he was in Ireland, he had a pain in his jaw. He didn't know what it was. Went to the doctor, found out. You know, so. <sighs> but not here, though. Not here. Wait, hold on a second. My friend is texting me something. I have to respond. Okay, I'm doing my show now. We'll do it. After Oh my god. Alright. Guys, 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 guys. I need to relax. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Alright. Sorry. When this is what happens, because people just text me and they're like blah blah blah. <sighs> All right, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the means testing. Placing it, here's this Dan Murphy article. Placing an income limit on those receiving a benefit from the government is the most common proposal of means testing. It appears that the first means test we will have will come in the next stimulus relief payments going out to Americans soon. Stimulus relief? Is that like a full release? President Joe Biden and Congress appear to be close to a $1,400 payment going out to Americans who make less than $75,000. God. Previous, well, if you you make $75.5, oh, well. But, of course, the Republicans want to use 2019 numbers now, too, because right before everybody got got unemployed. Everything. Do they... Do they have the same high-powered focus, laser focus, when it comes to suckling 
on uh, or or allowing Wall Street to suckle on the government teat or the people in the one per- of course not you know what i remember when twitler god help me oh i w- i wish i wish these i wish it was all a race for my no i don't don't be careful what you wish for um i remember when twitler after they passed they passed the gop tax scam through reconciliation oh my god uh, relax after they passed the GOP tax scam they said uh, I remember Twitler got on you know wherever screaming at the helicopter during one of those screaming helicopter meetings and he said yeah we we primed we primed the pump oh god you remember that I'm looking this up <laughs> but I'm I'm writing Twitler and that's why nothing is coming up Trump tax scam prime the pump we primed the pump he said now with the first we we got the pump going this is what he was saying we uh we we jerked off the 1% and now we're going to do we're going to do a double hand job we're gonna, it's going to go with the we're going to jerk you off now but it's coming after the election remember this we're going to do a reach around on the on the on you you assholes trust me it's coming <laughs> i know i'm being vulgar <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I don't know why. It just, I guess because I saw that Stormy Daniels was on um, Michael Cohen's show. Yeah, President Trump told a whopper about his tax plan this month. This is from Catherine Rampal in the Washington Post. But it's not the one everyone is focusing on. In an interview with The Economist, Trump said his expensive proposal to cut taxes was akin to priming the pump, a phrase he declared he invented just a few days earlier. Lots of commenters, critics, and comedians pounce on this coinage. They noted not only that the expression priming the pump was used a century ago, yeah, in the first Republican Great Depression, but also that Trump himself uttered the phrase many times before the date he claimed to have devised it. Yeah, he made it up. I primed the pump. I made it up. Yeah, it was all as if that's something is something you made I was like, when I was a child I, I think I told you I was in elementary school and I swore to everyone I made up the statement no backs no backs no penny tax I actually believe that I remember being very adamant about it but I'm not a I was a child not a 74 year old toddler fun as it is to mock the silly etymological fib doing so misses the larger lie that Trump's tax plan is in any way akin to the useful economic policy tool of of pump priming it is a lie that will help him scam the American public literal pump priming refers to injecting a little water into a pump blah 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 okay but then the thing that's I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's an old article but the thing that it was just so it's so insulting you know 
that and people buy it and they voted for him and they still cheer the con man. Yeah, we primed the pump and now next time you're going to get a tax scam. But that never came. In fact, the taxes that were in the GOP tax scam that benefited, even though it was few and far between, very uh, minimally benefited those who got to work for a living, who weren't Trump's bankster oligarch suck-up friends, so-called friends, he has no friends, people that he wants to impress who hate him, who secretly hate him, uh, those tax giveaways or whatever, the tax benefits that go to the, to the people who work are expiring this year. They're gone. You fucking moron, right-wingers. God, I hate you. God, you're so stupid. You're so, so unbearably... Duped? How many times you got to be duped? You, it's the joke. It's a joke. God damn it! There's a sucker born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. Thank you, Resin Rebel, for your super chat. You are spot on on every single show. Thank you so much. Thank you for your passion, dedication, and courage, Tara. Your voice is so important for this nation. Thank you. Thank you, Resin Rebel. God, God help me and us. God help this goddamn country. The stupids are on the loose. And I'm here, I guess, to help push the normal people. And then I'm just, I don't know. What are we doing here? (laughs) What, who am I? What am I? Here comes the music. Hold on. I know what I'm doing here. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I do know what I'm doing. What we're doing is what we're doing. Like what we talk about, which is getting the word out. We know what to do to fix this country. It's a matter of pushing those with the power and giving using our democratic means to push them push them everybody in nobody out giving them the means to fight the power of the people yeah and it distresses me when I hear and see articles about uh, the American people think that the the recovery rescue package should be targeted that it should only go to those who need fuck you everybody needs it stop with this bullshit everybody in nobody out how's that how about that how hard is that uh we can't do enough there's not enough it's not that we're gonna run out of money i can't oh that's what i heard marjorie taylor green saying, I I run a business and I have to, uh, if I ran a business like this, shut your your QAnon pie hole. It's not a business. This is not a business. This is a country of diverse people. We have we have challenges. We have pluses and minuses. We got a lot of different people. We got, you know, 
It's a goddamn country, not a business. Sometimes you you can't just say, okay, fuck you. We don't, we won't take you or whatever. We're in this, this is our country. We have to deal with what we, what, what's here. It's not a business. I'm so sick of that. And how much more, how many more times do we have to play this businessman game to venerate the businessman? And, and of course a man, right? What the hell do they do? Nothing business oh innovate well we're creating jobs you know what creates jobs people create jobs you have a good idea good but does that mean like for example you you had an idea to create an online bookstore so you should be the fucking richest person on earth and go to mars after you fuck this country up or should, okay, good idea. You could be a rich mother effer. You can be so goddamn rich, too. You can live in a mansion. You can have five mansions. But you know what? The, your workers, the people who make the, the, the uh, b- bring the goddamn books to people and, you know, on and on, the people who put, put their time in to make the, country, the company move and go, if you well go then you know if Jeff Bezos wants to deliver all those books himself and all that now let him do it. But uh, all of us, we invested in each other. So those the people who drive, they can read the sign. They know where to go. They can read. And if there's a problem, the, the Jeff Bezos, they can use our court system. You know, it's a civilized country. There's a police. They get, uh, somebody gets robbed, they call the cops. This is all us. The, the, the civilization. And they ride on roads that are paved. It's not just the goddamn Wild West. They're not making their own roads. And those, the, the workers, they wake up in the morning, they drink their morning coffee using the tap from the, from the, from the water that is inspected when everything is running properly. So they're not, the, the workers aren't coming down with all kinds of parasites. And, uh, you know, I mean, we can go on. This is why the, the, we pay our taxes. It's the price of admission to a civilized society. And we, the, our government of by and for the people writes the rules of the, of, of the country, the kind of country we want to be. It's not the. It's not just a country for the rich to uh, to amass such wealth that they can be the new corporate feudal lords who uh, lord over a giant pool of unwashed masses to exploit. No, right? So if Jeff Bezos, you know, he he became more. Um, how many more billions did he make in this pandemic? It's it's a offense. All of those profit should have gone to the workers. And then you want to prime the pump? Then you have a friggin' prime pump. I don't care how much <laughs> Jeff Bezos can trickle. It's not enough. 
trickle trickle it's so offensive too trickle how dare you? anybody who says trickle you know they should say that with with caution trickle you, you dare you dare you trickle oh my god but and thank you richard w for your super chat everybody in nobody out there you go right paradu on the chat he did it himself he did it all himself he invented the internet he laid the wires he wrote oh he wrote english he made english he read he made everybody read it read it right he did it all himself oh jesus mary and joseph Let me see. Who is emailing me something annoying? All right. Of course, RDT Daily is still not working. Huh? That's going to be the end of that. So, <clears throat> where is everybody? Okay, there you are. What did I want to talk about? I have it written down. No, I know what I want to talk about. A couple of things. Well, of course. Here, let me just get into this. Why not? I was going to talk about the impeachment. The Republican, their, their defense. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow, too. Their defense, basically, is because they're, they're infants. They're emotionally stunted, greed-centered ghouls. I wish they only lived in the vents. But they're out flying around the country, making it worse. And uh, lying for their con man. I mean, that's how disgusting they are. That's how much they hate this country. You understand? Think about it. They, there is a con man. Everybody knows he's a con man. They know he's a con man. He's a sociopath. He is a vile waste of human DNA. An ignorant Twitter troll when he was allowed to be on Twitter. I, that's it. Who can't spell... A serial bankrupt, a sexual predator, a dictator-envying threat to national security, a draft dodger, a tax cheat, an unsuccessful businessman who, I mean, what, what successful businessman, what billionaire has to be the face of a multi-level marketing vitamin scam? I, the, enough said. That's who they, this scumbag, this disloyal waste of human DNA who demands nothing but loyalty, who will wipe his ass with the country, who, who if, if he had to, he would burn this country to the ground. As we saw on January 6th, he hates this country. He only loves it. He pretends to love it because he needs the dupes. He likes, he thinks that patriotism is humping a flag when he's on stage. So the dupes, dupes can worship him like, um, I don't understand. But that's, this is the guy, this scumbag who, who is so sick that he, he said on pub, on national television that he, what if he wasn't if he wasn't her father of her of Ivanka if he wasn't if she wasn't his daughter he would be dating her 
He doesn't know how disgusting that is. He, th- you know why? Because he, he, he considers that the highest of compliments. If he wants to fuck you, then you're, you're somebody who's worthy. So he doesn't see how vile it is to want to F your own daughter. You see what I mean? That's how sick he is. This is the person who the filthy fascist Republicans are continuing to protect. They're continuing to lie for. And what's their defense? Oh, it's not. It's he's not impeachable because he's not the president. Well, he was when they impeached him, you scum. You lying pricks. That's how much they hate this country. And that's how much they hate the people who vote for that for them. It really is true. They hate them. They hate them so much. They depend on their stupidity and they count on it. They take that stupidity to the bank where so much so that they have the outright balls to say, okay, we're going to wait till after he's out of office to do this trial. And then they're going to say, well, we can't do the trial because he's out of office. That's how stupid they know the the people who cheer them are. They don't care. You know why? I, I, I mean, really, we have to say it. It does come down to racism. Yes, it does. Yes, it absolutely does. That's it. That's what makes, I mean, stupidity and racism go hand in hand. You have to, and that's why it is, it's, it's not only important and nice and moral and good and decent to, to run, uh, to push policies that leave no one behind. It is also a patriotic imperative. You want to fix this country? You want to unify this country? Then unify the effing country. That's it. Everybody in, nobody. Health care for all. Living wages for all. Homes. A country that we can all be proud of. Schools that are funded through taxes, not through, I mean, through the general taxes, not through property taxes. That's a, I mean, it's all racism. It goes down to that. We have these racist-ass policies. We would already, in my opinion, have universal health care, if not for racism. All of these divide-and-conquer ta- and tactics have, uh, are, are a byproduct. They're leftovers of times that we have to leave in uh, history's trash pile. But that's why, you know, they keep pushing them. They need us divided, clearly. It's not a coincidence when you look at the at the traitors at the Capitol at the at the the insurrection the Trump insurrection. They're all white people. Yeah, there's a couple of black people in there. The, yeah, of course they'll push them up front and center for their propaganda videos, but that's not a coincidence. That's because what are most people? I mean, I, there's stupid people everywhere, of course. But they understand, you know, people who they know they're uh, at, at any way aware. They understand what the, what they're what the Republicans are about. 
Oh, jeez. All right. So wait a second here. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. So I got an email, not an email, a tweet from an account, COVID-19 free 2021. Oh, who is this? Oh, it's Deborah. I didn't realize that was you. Okay, Deborah, I'm following you back. And anyway, so Deborah wrote, can you listen to the Michael Cohen podcast with Adam Carolla? Adam is such a right-wing anus. I'd love to hear your takedown on it. Thanks and keep up the great podcast. So I asked for a link. And she sent a link. And I did listen to it. And yeah, it is... Uh, to call him an anus is... To call Adam Carolla an anus is an insult to anus is... Is that a word? Anuses? I guess it is. Because anuses have a purpose and they're, you need an anus a f and a functioning anus. Adam Carolla. What is, what purpose does that, does he serve? None, none at all, except to make the country stupid and give the stupid and racist and morons and right wing and sanity the, to give them cover. That's it. To give them um, somebody a home to go to, to listen to, to give them a mirror that says, you don't have to change at all. You, don't ever change. Be yourself. Be as stupid and racist and misogynist and moronic as you want to be. That's your birthright. And, uh, and don't listen to those libs. They make you feel bad. That's all, that's all it is. It's mocking the libs, owning the libs. Don't ever change, though. That's what, they, that's what the whole Adam Carolla thing is. So I listened to it, and Michael Cohen, it was really getting on my nerves. Like, almost like my camera gets on my nerves. Because I see the camera's out of focus again. Why? Why? Let's see if I can fix it. Cheese. I don't know. Whatever. I should not look. It just pisses me off. <clears throat> All right. So let's play a little bit of it. There's a couple of points in there that I wanted to really talk about. So let's see. Oh, here it is. Here's the first part. There, first things first, we need to get back to the golden rule. The golden rule was a great rule that sort of kept society in check. You know, it's, it's like do unto others as you've had done to yourself. And if you don't want, uh, if you wouldn't like it, if your neighbor's dog took a poop on your lawn and didn't clean it up, then you in turn could not let your dog take a poop on the neighbor's lawn. You know, it's a very basic. I could see why he has concept, all the fans. The golden rule, but. Yeah, if, if you don't want to be called a racist, then don't call anyone else a racist. Or if you don't... So that's where you lose me. Of course, well, he lost me at um, at a Corolla. I know his background. But if you don't want to be called a racist, don't call me. Well, if you called me a racist, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I'd, I'd laugh at you. 
just like if you called me a, 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 a giant purple people eater. Uh, okay. I mean, we all have our racist whatever, uh, the baggage living in this country. But, you know, there's a difference between being a racist and and using your platform for do, for giving racist cover and, and, and attracting racists to your show. Meaning they don't ever want to change. They don't want to be educated. They don't want to see the American experiences that aren't through their own goddamn eyes, their own myopic vision. That's all they want to know. They don't want to be educated. They don't want to get it to get real. They don't want to see their fellow Americans as fellow Americans if they have darker pigment. It's sick. They don't want to see the real history of the United States. As long as, you know, all they want to see are like eagles and stars. Like a baby. Looking at a at, at a mobile. <laughs> Eagle stars. These colors don't run. That's, it's there's a lot of complexity in this country, and there are all sorts of American experiences, and some are good and some are, are horrific, and we own them all. That's what makes us who we are, and what we are is a culturally diverse nation of immigrants, and we need to embrace that and accept that and I find that actually one of the good things about America. It makes me that makes me proud to be an American. Where I mean, when it's if we're functioning, the Republicans don't want it that way, of course, but they want to deny that we're a nation of immigrants. I mean, they're so sick. That's why they hate this country. They it's they hate the idea of America. Every the the very they they. They don't want to embrace the true origin story of America. So they deny it. And when you want to talk about the, the origin story of America, they say you hate America. It's incredible. No, we don't hate America. We're just not babies. We're adults with the, who are emotionally and intellectually, spiritually and uh, mature, emotionally mature enough to under to embrace the entire ball uh, of wax here. What it means to be an American, what it is, what the American story is. That's it. That's who we are. We can either deny it, or we could uh, we can make a more perfect union, but. We have to and we we have to accept it in order to recover. I mean, I had a where did I hear that before? We know I know this from recovery, of course, and anybody in recovery knows that. That's the way it is. We're not perfect. This country is a, no no country is perfect. This everything. Everybody has a mixed history. This is not really the end of the show. It's just my my own cue. Not queuing on, but just to keep track of the time, I'll lower it a little. So I don't. You hear what that? What he's saying, um, Adam Carolla. He's saying 
We have to get back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you want to them to do unto you. Okay, great. You don't want to be called a racist? Don't call me a Well, don't be a racist. You know what I mean? We're not calling you a racist. You're being a racist. You're being. You're being a bigot. You're sh- it's showing. And we're pointing it out. So if if all the everybody was saying to me if on my Twitter feed or on the chat and they said Tara you're being a racist you're a racist I would be like what did I do what did I say what did, you know is this a blind spot educate me you know that's what normal adults do and they don't want to hear it so they blame the other. They blame as as they do all the time, as they will do tomorrow in the impeachment, in the second impeachment. They will blame everybody else but themselves. It wasn't them. Oh, wah wah. You say this. Well, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? That's what they are, babies. You don't give babies. Um, power. You don't give them the keys to your car. You don't make them representatives of the government. You don't say, hey, baby, can you drive me across? Well, may, you may say it to your girlfriend or something, but not a real baby. <laughs> you know. <sighs> so if it's not, we're, we're not calling you a racist because we're trying to be na 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 na. We're saying you're being a friggin' racist, especially if people who have darker pigment are saying you're being racist. Well, why don't you sit up and listen and say, what What did I do? I'm sorry. Can you educate me? I, I didn't mean it. Please show me the light. Show me a different way. Make me a better human being. I mean, God forbid, right? Make me not be a douchebag my whole right-wing useless life. Adam Carolla, maybe you could use your platform to educate, but no. Because when you try to educate, when you say, that's the first step in educating. It's like when I was younger and people are like, you're an alcoholic. And I was like, what are you talking about? I only drink from sun up to sundown. What about you? You drink, yeah, you know what I mean? That's the way they are. It's, comp- I don't know if it's denial. I, I, it's immaturity. So you're a racist. If everybody is calling you a racist, think about what you're doing and saying. Really have the courage to be, um, to take that inventory. Don't be like, oh, you call me a racist. If you don't want, here's the golden rule. If you don't want to call, if you don't want to be called a racist, then don't call me a racist. Well, I, nobody's nobody's calling you a racist just to, because we can't think of any other name to call you. I got a million names for you. Moron, ignorant, willful ignorant, dupe, sucker. Philistine, I don't know, Trump and Z, devolved. 
misogynist, homophobe. I mean, we could go on, but but wait, well, those are terms too that you should look at. Yeah, golden dumbass, paradu. On the on the chat, that's a good one. White rabbit, talentless hack. Yes, yes. There's a lot you can call him. So it's not a, that we don't have enough names in our arsenal to call you. God damn it. If somebody, if everybody's calling right wingers, I'm talking to all of you now, right wingers. If you're being called a racist, think about why. Why? Don't just dismiss it. It's like that uh, that uh, seminar they gave at CPAC years ago. Are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? That's what they they had a whole seminar on that. A whole class. Aren't you? I mean, could you imagine that's a class? Are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? That was one of their groups at CPAC. One of the, I don't, I mean, that's not even, it's another grievance. Wow, I'm tired of being called. What, what, what could you learn at that seminar? Here's uh, a first speaker. Yeah, I'm tired of being called a racist when I know I'm not. Yay. Second speak. Aren't you tired of being called a racist? I sure am tired of being called a racist when I know I'm not. Aren't you tired? Tired, tired. We're all tired of being called a name. And aren't you... Uh, applause, applause. You in the audience will take a question. I'm tired of being called a racist when I know I'm not. Aren't you tired? Liberals are so bad calling us names when they know we're not. No. That's the first step. The first step in in recovery is admitting you have a problem and usually you find out you have a problem everybody else already knows you have a problem when you have a problem like that the whole world knows it before you do probably i mean as i'm speaking about in recovery people knew i had a problem long before i did so so it's just so tedious the golden rule. Yeah, don't call. You don't want me to take a shit. What, what is he saying? Let's play the thing. Here. Call anyone else a racist. Or if you don't want to uh, act this way or be called that, then you do, you shouldn't do it as well. So first, uh, uh, just a general basic sort of golden rule. Don't call one. people a racist. Well, what if they are racist? What do you do then? It's a base. That's the golden rule. No, that's the golden rule of conservatism. Being a conservative means never, ever saying you're sorry. That's it. That's another golden rule of conservatism. Never saying you're sorry, even for a deadly insurrection that killed a cop and four other people and maimed others. Never saying you're sorry. It's always somebody else's fault. It's Maxine Waters' fault because when you were, when the fascists were ripping babies from the arms of their mothers, people were getting in the faces of the fascists saying, you know what, I, don't, I really don't want you to leave my restaurant. 
I'm not cooking you dinner. I'm not your, I'm not your, uh, whatever. I'm not, uh, your indentured servant here. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not going to destroy this country by day and I get to make you a nice meal by night. You're not, um, a decent society. Go home. That's all. That's, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But now they're saying, oh, they're picking on us. Well, how about you not be a fascist? They said to get in our faces. Well, did we say Second Amendment remedies? No, we said confront the fascist wherever they go. Make it uncomfortable for them. They don't get to be a fascist by day that rips, that commits human rights crimes, crimes against humanity. That we will be living in the repercussions of these crimes against humanity for, for the rest of my life. Because they created how many damaged people, more damaged people, more people who hate this country and disappeared children who God knows where they went. Some of them could be sex trafficked. These fuckers, they didn't, they couldn't even bother to write down their names and figure out where they were going. So we have to clean up that mess too. But we have to live in a world with more damaged people thanks to the Republicans. So that's why. Get in their faces. You don't get to be a war criminal <laughs> and that's, that's a crime. Well, I guess it was, was it a war technically? Whatever. You know, you don't get to commit crimes against humanity by day and then go out for a nice um, civilized meal with your community. No. That's how we put pressure on you. You feel the heat. You don't like it? Then look at yourself. But they don't want to do that. It's everybody else's fault. Oh, you wouldn't cook a meal for me. I was uncomfortable. Oh, really? What about the baby you ripped from the mother's arms? I swear I cannot stand them. Which is more, I didn't have a nice dinner? Or you disappeared hundreds of children? You did something that is so abhorrent that we will be ashamed for for generations they will all, it will come back to haunt us in ways that haven't even been revealed yet jeez it's like everything they do we always pay the price we have to that's it nothing is free that's what they say right it's not free freedom isn't free how about being a decent person you know that helps that helps your country stop committing crimes against humanity, but they couldn't help it, right? That was their plan. That's the only thing they have. They didn't have any, any ideas. Their ideas are make the rich richer and everybody else the, an indentured servant. So what are you going to do in that situation? You got to feed the racism of your mouth-breathing racist-ass base, so rip babies from the arms of their mothers when they're seeking asylum from the failed states that we helped create. But, you know, how could you be... 
be a, you just all you had to do, right wingers, was follow the law. Everyone, we wrote the laws after World War II. We did. So another Holocaust would never happen again. People are allowed when they're fleeing failed states that we helped create, especially, they're allowed to present themselves at the border and get a day in court to seek asylum here. And what a different world and country this would be. If they said, okay, here's your day in court, like like we did for years and years. And Obama never separated ba- babies from their mothers and their, and their families, even though the Republicans, Obama did it, Obama did it. This is who they are. They're, f- they're liars. Ba- well, Johnny did it. Obama did it. No, we didn't, liar. No, we didn't. What they did is what we do here. Let me explain again, because, you know, we can never move forward with these right wingers because we're constantly having to re-explain reality to them. But it doesn't it it doesn't matter. You're wasting your breath constantly because it's like a brick wall. It won't penetrate Obama and every other president before him. They took babies from their mothers when the mother was a danger to the baby, like a drug addict showing up or something like that, or whatever they deemed the the child to be in danger. That's the only time they did that. The same thing we do here in the United States. When they deem someone is a danger to their child, they come and they take the child and put it in foster care. That's what happened at the border, you lying pricks. Oh, Obama did it too. Obama did And then you hear it on TV all the time. You'll hear Melania. Remember when, when Melania was like, I don't give a shit about Christmas and blah, 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 wine, 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 wine. Oh, well, nobody, nobody cared about Obama when Obama did it. You're a liar. But then they play that on the corporate media. Nobody comes back and says, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, let me, we played that audio tape, but the fact is she lied in that audio or was misinformed. Obama never took babies from the arms of their mothers as a policy. They took it as a deterrent policy. They took babies from the arms of their mothers when the mother or the guardian was a danger to the child, just like we do here. Or they do all over the world. Oh, I hate them. Oh, my God. But, you know, golden rule. Do unto others. Yeah, don't call me a racist. I wonder what they would do if um, white people were showing up at the border. If it was Canadians suddenly had to show up. God help them. I know they would be. I know it's the other way around, but they would they rip the babies? No, it's because they don't consider them human. That's why. You know why? Adam Carolla? Guess what? Guess what? Because you got a soul sickness. Okay? And it's called racism. 
Or bigotry. I mean, racism is usually denotes policy. Well, that is a policy, but you're, we can't look in people's hearts, but we can hear their words and see their actions. And they do it, and we could see the difference. Just like we could see the difference on January 6th when the Capitol Police, even though they were being murdered and hit over the head with uh, Blue Lives Matter flags and uh, being sprayed with uh, bear spray and and the everyone was chanting, hang Mike Pence. And then we would see the videos of the Capitol Police ho- holding lady's arm, taking her down the stairs nicely, giving them direction. Okay, well, how do you get out of here? You go, you take a left around, take a left around the, the dump of shit you left on the floor, uh, right at the broken skull, uh, left at the uh, pierced eyeball and uh, punctured lung and... Um, then you'll see the exit sign. Oh, but everybody's picking on them. It's everybody, but everybody's always, it's, it's just two worlds. Uh, liberals get away with everything. Which is picking on them. Calling them racists. Number two, we have to get, we have to get away from the crazy narcissism that we're now all ensconced in, which is mm, not everything what a philosopher. around you. Not everything is a personal really? attack. Not every piece of news is an attack on you or has anything to do with you. And then we have to get rid of this kind of tribalism. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whereas, you know, I got my team. And if my team, if the star running back on my team rapes his girlfriend. Oh, that's a good uh, analogy. judge. That's great. If if you're it's funny how he goes right there. Rapes his girlfriend. I want him put in jail for a thousand years. You know. Okay. Now let me let me get back to reality. Uh, of course, there you go again, Adam Carolla. The um, if you're if my running back star running back rapes somebody, he needs to go to jail for a thousand years. If you let me tell you, when do when do the Democrats? First of all, what uh, I have, uh, I have a name, Al Franken. How's that? How about um, who's the other one? That one who was married to Uma Abedin. What's his name? I can't, oh, Anthony Weiner. We got rid of him. You know, they got rid of him lickety split. But Al Franken, what the hell did he do? So I'm telling you. There are already two. What and then you have the Republicans raping people, cheating on their wives, whatever they do. All of the hypocrisy that goes on in the Republican caucus. Who's that guy that got? They he was. What happened? Let me see. Uh, um, somebody on the chat will remind me. He. I think he was cheating on his. Oh no, he was caught with a prostitute. Republican. Caught with prostitute and comes back to Congress to a standing ovation. Remember that? They gave him a standing ovation. Same thing they did to Marjorie Taylor Greene. They gave her a standing ovation. They gave her a fucking standing ovation? That 
stupid bitch. A stupid bitch who thinks that, you know, Jews are, they have a laser to clear the forests for high speed. I mean, this is how sick they are. So give me a break. Uh, once again, the Republican, it's, it's a lie. Yeah, there are two rules. The Republicans get away with murder. They get away with everything scot-free. There's no crime that can touch them. And the Democrats, everybody, oh, they're mean to me. They call me a racist for ripping babies from the arms of their mothers. For saying things like Rush Limbaugh says, some people are just born to be slaves. And we could go on and on of the history of Republican racism. How about the election? Throwing out the votes. Oh, a lot of funny things go on in all of these neighborhoods that have people with darker pigment in them. Just so coincidentally, right? No, it's another, it's the dog whistle. Oh, how about Lee Atwater? N-word, N-word, N-word. You start out saying N-word, N-word, N-word. Now you say forced busing. Then you say uh, taxes. And you know, the, the, the bottom line is blacks get worse, hurt worse than whites. And that's what you're saying. Then this is their strategy. Right from the, right from the mouth of the, one of their, uh, their big propagandists. Their consultant. And then, then it goes on. Oh my God, it never ends, does it? Well, tomorrow's going to be interesting. Wait here. Here's the second part. Oh, I mean, the whole thing went on and on, but these are the two parts I want us to talk about. Here's another part. More, more both sides bullshit. I'm curious what you consider cancel culture cancel and what you consider culture. reasonable. Like, does stripping the QAnon lunatic Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments count as cancel culture? Cancel culture? Or Fuck you. Who advocated for the execution of the House Speaker and believes that Jewish space lasers started forest fires and school shootings are staged, not sit on the House Education Committee? Wouldn't that sound reasonable? Yes, that sounds reasonable yeah. to me. Oh, wow. Well, uh, he's a reasonable right winger. Few, wow. Uh, we a, can get yeah, along. But the problem with that is then you start going the other direction oh, yeah. with it. You get yeah. the Ilhan Omar and other names on the left who could, you could make a pretty good argument. There's a fair bit, bit of anti Semitism coming out of the squad. And then you could also argue that they shouldn't be on, uh, on committees either. But I agree. She's a nut job. I, get rid of her. Not gonna, not gonna defend her. I mean, and yet she sits on the House Education Committee. I just find that to be so funny. But she just... said, "Look, but, but no, no." But here's the thing, Michael. Everyone knows who AOC is. She's nuts. This other, okay, breathe, breathe. See, this is a tactic, and I'm, I'm pointing it out. Here it is again. We hear this a lot now on the corporate media everywhere. AOC, it's like AOC and Ilan Omar. AOC, she's nuts. You got a fucking example? What's the example? 
no one ever says. And then Michael Cohen goes on to talk about, oh, yeah, it's the far left and the far right. What is far left about what AOC talks about? She's talking about FDR policies. Eisenhower's, not even Eisenhower's top marginal tax rate. Just getting back to the top marginal tax rate that we had under Reagan before he destroyed it. Right? When the country was actually known for having the, the slight, the, uh, it wasn't the widest income disparity. We had the smallest and we were the most upwardly mobile. That's not an accident. That's because of policy. It's not because we, we all of a sudden, the American people decided, what, that we were going to be even more productive and work even more of our, of our lives, given more to this capitalist goddamn meat grinder and get paid less for less and not retire for no health care to not save $400? Is this what we decided? When did we have that meeting? No, you know when they had it? They had it when Reagan was peddling the Laffer curve and all the rest of the voodoo to the morons. It's not a coincidence they peddled the Laffer curve and supply-side economics and all their other bullshit. At the same time, they pushed the welfare queen, the mythical welfare queen. It's all about divide and conquer. Ilan Omar is anti-Semitic because she said that this is uh, this was the big scandal. She said that there, see the 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 Senate and the the House, they were trying to make it. I don't know if they did, if they were successful actually in making it so um, illegal for um, us for the for the government to divest to use financial um means to to push israel and uh into uh, you know negotiating with the palestinians and um as we, like we did during apartheid they use divestment and uh, it's a tool that is used to to, to push policies and government policies so i mean i don't know the whole story of what happened with the divestment movement let me see elon and then so elon omar tweeted something about what did she say I don't know. That's something that uh, pushing this, or so they said, they ascribed it to her, that she was pushing the dual loyalty trope. But shouldn't we, uh, we're not supposed to question Israel? This is the other thing that gets on my nerves. We should question every country. We question our own country. We shouldn't question Israel and I don't know. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't speak about it because I'm not an expert in that, um, that whole, um, that whole situation. So I can't really, uh, informedly comment on it, but that's what I know. That's all I know about it. And 
so they attacked Ilan Omar. So, because, but this is what they do. This is what Republicans do. Anything that the Democrats do, that they can get some kind of political um, mileage out of and taint the Democrats as racists or especially anti, anti-Semites, that's for sure. Wait, hold on. There's another article I want to... And, well, this is what they're going to do tomorrow with, with uh, the impeachment trial. But saying that it's the Democrats, the Democrats are the violent. They, they're the ones with the violent rhetoric. Yeah, they told us to get in their face, uh, uh, people to get in our faces when we went out to eat. And when we were at the gas station, you know, they didn't let us. They were going to come at us and say, we don't like that you're committing crimes against humanity while we're trying to fill up our tanks. Well, yeah, it's a little bit different. But, hey, that's it. Uh, They're already attempting. In fact, what's his name? Ron Johnson suggested that Nancy Pelosi was responsible for the Capitol riot. Yeah, yeah, this is where we're going here. Because being a Republican means everybody... It's like, wah, wah. Isn't that tedious when you're dealing with children? They're like, well, Johnny did it. Well, look at Peggy. Look at Mary. Look at... When you, when a child does that, you're like, you you understand that the child needs correction, and that is a, it's pretty unfortunate and it's kind of alarming that a child is so um, is such a liar, so and ha- refuses to take responsibility for itself, but. <clears throat> Wait, hold on a second. I'm just looking for this article about Elon Omar. Because they really, really, really... I mean, you're telling me, first of all, that they're incessant. They're, they're, they're high focus on Elon Omar is an accident. It's not, it has nothing to do with racism. No? Really? For the filthy, disgusting con man who received fewer votes to say, go back to your own country, and she's telling us how to run our country. And then Rand Paul actually said that she should be grateful and that he would buy her a ticket home. She should be grateful for, to be here, so she shouldn't be in Congress telling people, t- telling the white men what to do. You see, you telling me that's not racism. It's complete racism. It's and they know it and they stoke that they blow those dog whistles. That's not even it's a damn bullhorn. And they're doing the they're trying the both sides. So um, especially with Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're trying to there's they don't have what is the um, what's the example with AOC, by the way, she's crazy like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, give me a fucking example. I'm so sick of the corporate media allowing the filthy, disgusting Republicans to just say whatever they say and get away with it without they, they don't have to bring the receipts. They don't have to bring any backup. 
They just say it. And that's propaganda. It is absolute propaganda. And this is why on the show, we, you know, I'm not just up here saying Republicans suck. We got all the receipts. We got, we have the history. We have the examples. We have their own words. For God's sakes. So uh, Ilan Omar on the, on February 3rd, she, she brought up that, um, the GOP is whitewashing the, uh, this false equivalency of her and, and, and Representative Green. Representative, this is from The Hill, from Christina Marcos. Representative Ilan Omar on Wednesday slammed the push by a handful of GOP lawmakers to remove her from the House Foreign Affairs Committee as racist and misogynistic attempt to fall to draw a false equivalency with the controversy surrounding Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of course they are. That's all they have. They don't look at themselves. They don't clean their own house. They're like, oh, it's hard. Let's, well, this is a good one. Yeah. They have no idea. They don't have any interest in changing or making this learning anything from their insurrection from their treason they will do it again and this the next time they're gonna be successful the next time it'll be worse trust me they haven't learned a thing and they're still stoking the fires with the lies and they don't uh, and everywhere we look we have the lies. The big lie is being spread. The false equivalencies are being spread without any backup. Let's, what are you talking about? Oh, um, Ilan Omar is anti-Semitic. Bring the receipts. What? She's not anti-Semitic. Bring the fucking receipts. Um, AOC is crazy. What? What has she done? What has she said? Does she say that, uh, that, um... Let's get some of Marjorie Taylor Greene's. Let's see. Some of her greatest hits. Hmm. Let's see. Where is it? There was a whole list here. Oh, God. Well, of course, she attacked Elon Omar along with the lasers. She is a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. She thinks, well, of course, QAnon. Isn't it a coincidence? She's such a freak. I love the... Yeah, what do you say? That's Is that a coincidence? Everything's a, a goddamn conspiracy. She Well, she says that the, the school shootings are false flags. I mean, this is who we're talking about. A freak. A nut job. Oh, my God. So, what... what they continuously... I hear this on... On uh, MSNBC. I hear it everywhere. And it's driving me insane. Uh, they always go, not just to Ilan Il- Omar. They use her when they say anti-Semitic. Well, Ilan Omar, it's, they don't bring the receipt. They don't say, well, well, back it up. Back it up, bitch. They, 
say, oh, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we have our crazies, but you have AOC. Well, what the fuck? And I'm cursing a lot. Yes, I know. What is so crazy about universal health care? Universal higher education, a Green New Deal. What, what in the Green New Deal? They couldn't name one fucking thing in the Green New Deal. You know that. The, what's so crazy about a high marginal tax rate that we had? All of the things that we're talking about, we already had in this country. We've had government as the employer of the last resort, the CCC, the WPA. God's, I mean, right? So why do they continuously, well, why, of course, why they, I know why they do it, why they make these false equivalencies, but why does the corporate media, and in this case, Michael Cohen, let them get away with it? Well, I got the impression when I was listening to Michael Cohen's interview with this guy that he was more interested in finding um, common ground with Adam Carroll. Say, hey, yeah, we can get along. We're in the middle. We can, we're not the left and we're not the far left and the far. What is far left, by the way? I'd like to know. What is so far left? What is far left about a country that is the least upwardly mobile, where the majority can't save 400 goddamn dollars? What is the, the left in that country where one-third can't retire, where the majority, you're talking 80% of the American people living check to check, What's far left in that country? Where in the middle of a pandemic, where millions are declaring unemployment or, or, or um, filing for unemployment, we have the rich getting richer at a disgustingly um, vile, at a sickening rate. A vulgar, vulgar is the term. What's far left in that country? Well, Omar said about the false equivalencies, Republicans will do anything to distract from the fact that they have not only allowed, but elevated members of their own caucus who encourage violence. It's time to stop whitewashing the actions of violent conspiracy theorists who pose a direct and immediate threat to their fellow members of Congress and are most fundamental democratic processes. What's wrong with that statement? Nothing. Did she say anything that wasn't true? Well, unlike the Republicans, she didn't say a damn thing that isn't true. That is an entirely true statement. Unlike the right-wingers. So AOC? She's nuts. That's all they got. She's a nut. Don't listen to her. She might want to raise taxes. You know, if you listen to her, we might end up having a more perfect union. We might end up having a a country where you can go to a doctor when you're sick. I mean, that's fucking crazy. If you listen to her, we might actually be able to be paid a living wage and retire and have a decent middle-class life and decent working conditions. We might have to not have two or three uniquely American low-paying jobs. Isn't that insane? 
we might have to live in a country where, you know, like during when when Twitler shut down the government for the fourth or time or whatever, however many times he did. And the the people living who all of a sudden missed two paychecks and were on a food bank line because that's not, you know, that's not a functioning economy, by the way. That means we're not living in a country that works for all. In this country where the rich are disgustingly rich and the poor are are living in tent cities, this shouldn't even be the case. It's and then they divide us and then they want to they want to uh, target really to the Ones who need it the most. Well, if they, if you gave a shit about the ones who need it the most, we wouldn't be in this boat. Not at all. We wouldn't be in a boat. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have millions of unemployed. We wouldn't be on the verge of the next Republican Great Depression. We wouldn't be cleaning up after them again. 400,000 and counting wouldn't be dead. People losing their homes. We wouldn't have to go through this again and again, three times in a hundred years. I hate them. Nuts. Nuts. She's nuts. AOC is nuts. So nuts. Um, they don't ever say why. We heard it the other day on The View. And then I heard it on, they just say, oh, well, you got Marjorie Taylor Greene. We got AOC. That's what Whoopi Goldberg said, right? On the, on the view the other day. With, of course, no, nothing to back it up. I'm so sick of it. And that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we do this show. Because there will come a time we have, when we get enough people to not just watch the show, but listen and spread the truth to point it out. They won't have the nerve to say shit like that because people will know they're full of shit. (sighs) What's uh, AOC is nuts. Really? Really? Tell me, show me where. Does she think lasers are doing something? What's happening? What did I miss? What is nuts about a living wage for a day's freaking work? What is nuts about being able to retire or being able to go to a doctor when you're sick? What's goddamn nuts about not going bankrupt if you get sick? What's nuts about not being homeless? Or having the resources you need in a pandemic. Or the, you know, the government, because we're in this together, providing what's needed to get through the pandemic alive. What's goddamn nuts about that? That's what it means. That's the social contract, right? We're in this together. No, they're, they're, we're in this for them. That's what it is. Jesus. One last thing. I know it's late. And I my timer went off. 
Thanks for hanging out, by the way. We'll try to do a show tomorrow. I'll try to... I'll try. That's all I can say. Yep. And thank you again, Errol, for your super chat, and Jim, and JD, and Robin, and Resin Rebel, and Richard W., and all the patrons. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin if you want to keep the show going and, more importantly, growing. Become a patron, share the show with your friends, give the show a good review on iTunes. Uh, be, join us on Discord. I actually saw somebody posted a Tara Buster video in a chat on, um, or in a community on Reddit. That was nice. I didn't do that. For um, It was in a community for discovering you like good YouTube videos. And um, I, I don't know, I put it on my... Somebody pointed it out to me. Who did that? Somebody sent that to me on chat. And uh, I put it on Twitter. If you can, go to, uh, what do you call it? Re uh, Reddit and upvote it. I know it's that's a very broad statement. That was Robin, wasn't it? Was that you, Robin, that did that? Or posted it? I like to see that when I see that people that I don't know who uh, to post a link like that. I thought, oh, cool. The word is getting out. Thank you again, Richard. Another super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you so much. What else? Wait, 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 wait. I just want to play one more thing. I don't know. I don't want to. We're we're probably gonna wrap it up around eleven at this time, like fifteen minutes. <clears throat> but here's the Republicans. Here's a montage. Well, it's a bunch of Republicans. This is gonna be their argument tomorrow. Concern you that many people saw that tweet as racist and that uh, white. Oh wait, am I playing the right thing? Wait, hold on. No, that this is a wrong one. Tweets. They're talking. This is the Republicans defending his tweets. Here's here's here. Maybe I have the wrong video. But. Joining us now from Kentucky, GOP Senator Rand Paul. Well, we'll have Under to stick. Standard, wait, wait, wait. We'll have to stick with this one. I'll play with. I thought I had the montage of all the Republicans defending Trump's um, impeachment, like basically showing uh, what they're going to say tomorrow. But here's this is good enough. Let's play this Rand Paul, because he is a particular scumbag. Joining us now from Kentucky, GOP Senator Rand Paul. Senator, we'll get to the procedural questions about the Senate trial that I know you're concerned about in a moment. But first, you just heard Liz Cheney. Does President Trump bear any responsibility for the attack on the Capitol on January 6th? You know, I opposed the notion of, uh, which I think was a misguided notion of voting to overturn the election, either with Congress or with the vice president. But I think if we're going to criminalize speech and oh my uh, somehow impeach everybody who says, oh, go fight to hear your voices heard. I mean, really, we ought to impeach Chuck Schumer then. He went oh, to the you Supreme son Court, of a bitch. stood in front of the Supreme Court and said specifically, hey, Damn. Gorsuch, hey, Kavanaugh, you've unleashed a whirlwind and you're going to pay the price. 
of course they're conflating and of and of course you know that he's talking about an incident where chuck schumer actually went on the senate floor and apologized for his inflammatory talk he shouldn't have said that he didn't say go fight it's trial by combat we're losing our country he didn't lie to the american people that's for sure and he didn't continue to spread the big lie this is what they forget all throughout the months and months and months twitler is spreading the lie that he won the election he didn't win he lost like he lost the first time oh my gosh you won't know what hit you if you continue with these awful decisions this inflammatory wording, this violent rhetoric of Chuck Schumer was violent so rhetoric. Justice, no, who rarely says anything publicly, immediately said this kind of language is dangerous. As a mob tried to invade the Supreme Court, so if people want to call, hold President Trump accountable for language, there has to be a consistent standard. Bullshit. And to my mind, it's a partisan farce because they're not doing anything to Chuck Schumer. Oh my not God! Doing anything oh, to Representative Omar. How dare you? Waters. We went through this again. Maxine Waters getting in the face of Republicans who are committing human rights violations and saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to cook your dinner is not the same as sending a mob to the Capitol to kill people and try to hang Mike Pence. You fucking fascist lying lick spittle. You disgrace. You filthy disgrace. You liar. You filthy, disgusting enemy of the people. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm talking like that. It's, it's inflammatory. No, it's the truth. You're a liar. You're conflating. Stick, stick to your own... Look in the mirror, you freak. Maxine Waters didn't lie in 2016. She didn't say, Trump is uh well she did actually say trump is not the president he's uh he's unfit to be the president but that's the truth but she didn't say let's take it over we're losing our country let's everybody uh i'm gonna walk to the capitol with and plus maxine waters is not the president we were in a, in a movement to stop the fascists from ripping babies from the arms of their parents and disappearing them so, we were saying, when these fascists go taking a stroll, we're going to say, you stop ripping babies from the arms of their parents. You're going to put on the pressure. That's what you do in a civilized society. Now, I wonder if we went back to 1935, Germany, and the citizens of Germany, instead of cheering you know, for the Autobahn, they got in the faces of the Nazis and said, we're not going to stand for your shit. Maybe it would have been a little different. But now here comes the filthy fascist right-wingers. They don't, they never apologize for their answer. It's uh, Maxine Waters' fault, right? It's Chuck Schumer's fault. It's Ilan Omar's. Well, maybe you'd have a point if any of us, if Black Lives Matter invaded the Capitol. Or Antifa, I know you want to fantasize that that's was, that was the case because you can't take responsibility for yourself. But 
we all know if that were the case, because th- we don't do shit like that. Because we're not stupid. Because we know if Black Lives Matter stormed the Capitol, they'd still be cleaning up. They would They would have run out of body bags. We understand that. But this fucking... Rand Paul, he he's guaranteeing, as the rest of the Republicans are, they're guaranteeing there will be a second attempt. You you get this? They haven't stand down. They haven't taken this as their wake up call. They haven't hit bottom. You know, when you're in recovery and you hit bottom, you're like, I'm I don't, I'm not I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This isn't working. This is un, uh, unmanageable. They're not, they, if having a gang, a, a white supremacist gang of lunatics and violent racists, thugs, if having a bunch of kooks storm the, and plant bombs at the DNC and the RNC, that didn't wake them up? There's nothing that is going to wake them up. They are, this is just, it's, it's like... Hold on, here's Tara Jr. Jr., everybody. Here he is. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't like that. I'm, he's getting very cranky in his old age. But, you know, it didn't wake them up. Remember when they sent pipe bombs to all different things, that, all different uh, people, representatives, media outlets that Twitter was attacking? Uh, This is all in the steps to the insurrection. But it didn't, that didn't wake them up because it wasn't them. They they don't seem to care. Nothing is too low for the Republicans. That's why it will happen again. I'm telling you right now. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm correct. I'm right. I've been right about them all along, and you know it, I know it, they haven't learned their lesson, they haven't done everything that they can do to, to, to talk the cult off the ledge. They've only inflamed and incited them more. They're continuing to lie. Twitler is continuing to call himself the president. They, are, they think that he's going to be inaugurated on March 5th. Now, this is a this is a cult. They're not done. The Republicans did not. They didn't see the light that night when they were like, "I'm done." Lindsey Graham's like, "I'm it. I'm out. Peace out." He's changed his tune now. He's not gonna vote to impeach this fucking con man, grifter, traitor. No, no, no. And trust me, if the coup was successful, these right-wingers, the, Rand Paul and the rest of them, would have gone along with it. They'd be like, well, he's the president, that's it. It's just not fair. It's just partisan oh, politics. Oh, not fair. Uh, this is the case that Republican, uh, rather, the Democratic House managers will make 
before the Senate this next week. They will note that Mr. Trump tweeted his followers a number of tweets, but one of them to come to a big protest on January 6th. Be there. Will be wild, he wrote. And then they will play videos of what happened that day, what he said, how they reacted. Uh, we made our own compilation of those, including some clips that are circulating on the Internet. Take a look, Senator. We fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Senator, you, you talk about other people who have said things, but, you know, we, here there had been weeks of misrepresentations about the election. Then he called people to come to Washington. Then he talks about fighting like hell. People in the crowd are talking about going to the Capitol, and then they demand uh, to find Speaker Pelosi and uh, to hang Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States. Is that not incitement? for insurrection? I don't condone any of the language. And like I say, I opposed philosophically and voted against overturning the election. However, I think you're going to see the Trump defense play video of Maxine Waters telling crowds to mob uh, Trump administration in restaurants and attack uh, them. Nobody the said attack, bitch. Cory Booker saying, get up in their face. Yeah, so what? Get up in your fascist fucking faces. That's a bit different than Second Amendment remedies, you prick. Congress people, you'll probably see comments from Res Representative Omar wishing and celebrating the violence that happened to me when I had six ribs broken. Oh, you know what? She didn't wish and celebrate. She retweeted. You know, here's the story on that. She retweeted. Hold on. Where is it? Oh, okay. Tara Jr. is sitting on the... On the thing, retweet. Um, Rand Paul. Oh my God. All she did, here's what happened Rand Paul uh, was attacked by his neighbor, and then, but this, here, I gotta put the cat down. I'm sorry. You're sitting on the keyboard. It's hard to do a show with a cat on a keyboard. What can I say? Oh, my God. I mean, why do I... I need a producer. I do. To get me the articles. But you can all... Oh, look at that. Thank you, Lori, for your super chat. In the meantime... I appreciate that. Then that wins the Super Chat challenge tonight. That's for sure. For the biggest Super Chat of the evening. Thank you, Lori. Elan Omar. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm so annoying, I know. Omar Rand. I have the articles, and then they all disappear. All right. I'm trying to find this one. Oh, okay. So, 
what happened. Senator Rand Paul's team have responded after Ilan Omar shared a post celebrating the violence against Paul. She didn't celebrate. Well, it was Tom, what's his name, Arnold, wrote, he, she, he tweeted, Imagine being Rand Paul's next-door neighbor and having to deal with Rand Paul's lying, cowardly, circular, whiny, brute, bullcrap about lawn clippings. No wonder he ripped his toupee off. And she retweeted it. This was after, um, of course, you know, Republican. Being a Republican means never having to say you're sorry. This was after Rand Paul had been attacking Ilan Omar again and again. And he writes, um, he, here's what he said about Omar. As he, saw, he said she was ungrateful for what America has given her. I've met people who've come here from behind the Iron Curtain. They got away from communism, and they're the best Americans we have because they really appreciate how great our country is. And then I hear Representative Omar say America is a terrible place. She never fucking said that, you piece of waste. So you're not supposed to... Uh, what are you doing in Congress then? If America's perfect, what the fuck are you doing there? You think it's not a great place. You're complaining all the time. You're whining. And if, why, if it's... Well, you're here and you got to be a doctor. You made your fake ass... Gave yourself a fake ass doctorate. And you've been sucking on the government cheat your whole life. Uh, isn't it great? Why, why are you complaining all the time? Trying to change America to be more like um, all of the oligarchies and the autocracies you worship. It's the same thing, but he's a white man, Right. Well, he, and then he writes, he, 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 well, he says on uh, Breitbart, well, she came here and we fed her. We clothed her. She got welfare. How the fuck? How dare you? Is, she got welfare? She got schooling. She got health care. Really? Oh, my God. She was a welfare queen. Is that your point? You son of a bitch. She got welfare? The fuck does he know about her life? He's not fit. He had, This is a white, whiny little bitch who has lived on the government dole. He was sucked on the government teat his whole life. He's never added a single thing to the government or this country. All he's done is divide and conquer, spread his whiny white little lies, complaining, complaining about the country, the nation of immigrants that he hates. What's wrong with the nation of immigrants? What's wrong? The founding fathers understood this needed to be a nation of immigrants. They put it... That they put it in their charges against the king that he was limiting immigration. So what's wrong with you, Rand Paul? Why don't you like immigration? Why do you complain when America has given you everything, including a, a purpose, 
that you got to sit on television and whine and whine and whine about how everybody is mean to a con man. All he wants to do is violently overthrow the government. And nobody, uh, it's just not fair. We, f- we fed her, we clothed her, she got wealth, and there's nobody who's a bigger welfare queen than you, Rand Paul. Your whole life sucking on the government teat. Paying, we pay for your health care. Oh, you got a nice cushy job. Show me somewhere where you've actually added to the country done something for somebody else who wasn't you. Filthy lies. And you can't, you don't even have the courage to stand up to a con man. She got welfare. You're the big welfare queen here. You're the one who we fed and clothed. We got, she got health care, you got health care. And then, lo and behold, she has the honor of winning a seat in Congress. Well, because her constituents voted for her. Unlike in Kentucky, I mean, where is Kentucky on the scale? Where's the Kentucky on the scale of health in this country? It's at the bottom, I know that. Why don't you worry about all your constituents? Kentucky is ranked as the least healthy state in the nation. Look at that. According to a 2019 report from the United Health Foundation, the study ranked, well, uh, not the least, number 43 out of 50 states using five categories, behaviors, community, environment, public and health policies, clinical care, and health outcomes. Let's see where Kentucky is on the opioid. How many people die in Kentucky with opioids? I'm sure it's off the chart. Because everybody's depressed there. They have Rand Paul as a senator. Look at this. Kentucky opioid involved deaths. Six, this is in 2017, 63,367 drug overdoses in 2018. That's a lot of damn dead. Could you, how many people are in Kentucky? I mean, that's a lot of dead people from opioids. Now, oh my God. Kentucky drug overdose deaths involving where is this oh no in the u.s i'm sorry not in that would be crazy that's what i thought in the whole u.s (laughs) why not in kentucky i can't find the kentucky yeah Well, why don't you do something about your um, being 43 out of 50 states that have uh, the least healthy states in the nation? What about the schools? Kentucky schools finished 36 
Overall, on the national report, Kentucky schools drew a below-average ranking, according to the, a national report. Look at that. Below-average. What do you think? Well, what about poverty? Well, holy shit. Kentucky is, the four, is 46 out of 50. Man, you're low. And next is Arkansas, West Virginia, and Louisiana. How am I not surprised? It's all these red states. Kentucky is the worst, is also the worst state in the nation to retire. Kentucky ranks 48th in health care, 46th in quality of life. That helped it drag drag it to the bottom of the list. Wow, Franklin is the poorest town in Kentucky. Unreal. The town has a median income of thirty thousand dollars and a poverty rate of twenty six percent. That's a big poverty rate. Is Kentucky? Yeah, this Kentucky just kind of sucks in a lot of ways. Near the best, Ohio and Kentucky are lagging in the best in the ranking of best states to live. <laughs> lagging. I think it's pretty bad. Let's see. Unreal. Oh, eh, it's not it's not unreal. It's so typical. Oh, Elon Omar. She's bad. She got all these things. But not, and um it's just blatant ass racism. That's all. We fed her. Oh yeah. What about you? What do you know about Ilan Omar's life? You wouldn't know. You were born into wealth. Your father was a government on the government dole. You were born into it. Sucking your whole family, sucking on the government teat. Sitting up there in your ivory tower, having everything handed to you while you work to make Kentucky uh, one of the worst states to live and retire. Well, who wants to live in re- who wants to live or retire in Kentucky? Nobody. You should be ashamed. Why don't you worry about your abhorrent, ab- ab- appalling statistics in your state? And so then, when Elon Omar retweeted a comedian's tweets, because you know how how Trump and the right wingers are. Remember when the right wingers were like, "I think Trump is owned by Russia," and they had a tape of it. The Washington Post had a tape, and then the Republicans lied and they said, "Well, he never said that." Or and then when they found out that we had that they had a tape, they were like, "Oh, we're just kidding. We were we were making a joke." Yes. Uh-huh. Right? You know how, what, what cut-ups these Republicans are. Well, she retweeted a, 
a comedian. She's pro- maybe she was up to her her forehead with your right wing racist rants against her all over, putting her life in danger constantly, going on every right wing propaganda outlet and tickling those racist funny bones until there's no tomorrow. There's no breath left in your lungs to do any anything else. You couldn't muster any of the same energy to help your constituents not die needlessly, right? You couldn't help your you couldn't come up with the same kind of energy to fight for Kentucky, to make Kentucky not suck, not the lowest ranking and the, le- and the least, what is it, the, f- uh, the lowest five states. It's, you're the worst. The worst place to live, the worst place to retire, horrible health care, worst outcomes, poverty through the roof. You should be ashamed. Well, stop picking on Ilan Omar, but you're getting a lot of bang for your buck because a lot of your dumbass constituents, your toothless ass, no health care, no mental health care, that's for sure, constituents, they like hearing it. They like hearing you tickle those racist funny bones because it makes them feel like maybe their life doesn't suck as much as it actually does because they can kick down on somebody with darker pigment. You know, she got a funny name. She wears funny outfits, right? It's not, they don't have to, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make them comfortable to try to, uh, to see somebody different because that might mean they might have to read a book or something and learn. They might have to see a different worldview and that's just too much work. It's so it's so offensive. We came here and she came here and we fed her. You fucking prick. So maybe um she was just done with you. So she retweeted a comedian. So she, it wasn't her. After all, so you, that's the way the Republicans are. They can be uh, ugly, uh, disgusting. They can be racist. They can be uh, incessantly calling for uh, those dog whistles, calling for violence. They could make your life a living hell. Ilhan Omar is a credit to this country. She is a, the pride of this country where we are a nation of immigrants, someone comes here and wants to serve their freaking community. Imagine that, Rand Paul. You should try it sometime. And instead of patting her on the back and saying, good for you, congratulations, how can we work together? Rand Paul is out there in all of his racist right-wing media outlet propaganda channels praising the dumb Fuhrer, spreading the big lie, and sowing racist hatred against a, a member of Congress, ensuring that the divide-and-conquer dupes who vote for him and get uh, their racist energy up to storm the Capitol and murder people and take a shit in the hall, get their energy and get, you know, get their inspiration from him. Because he would never add anything decent to the conversation. He would never say, good for you and... You know, he's got to be at, pour the, for, the fuel on the fire, pour the ignorance into the ignorant, empty skulls of the people who actually vote for him. 
We came here. She came here. We fed her. She has the honor of actually winning a seat in Congress. Could you? I, I don't even want to hear him say this because his annoying voice, um, but I'm hearing it in my head. She had the honor of actually winning. Uh, his irritating white boy, white privileged, racist ass, friggin' ignorant droll. And she says we're a terrible country. When did she say that? She says, like I say, and, oh, I guess I, I can say it because I'm white. And it was only my grandmother that came here, right? Like your fucking ancestry. Sure. Like Twitler's mother. His mother was a friggin' immigrant. These people make me sick. Well, you're saying we're a terrible country, too, aren't you? So now what, that's all she that's all he does is endanger the lives of people who are actually making a difference. Rand Paul isn't fit to kiss Ilan Omar's feet. He's not. And he knows it. That's the bottom line. He could never walk a mile in her shoes. He had everything handed to him. He sucked on the government's teeth his whole life, being a big, whiny white boy, well-fed, well-groomed, well-padded white boy whiner. And what has he done? Nothing. He's got nothing to show for it. And neither do the people who sent him to Washington. They should be ashamed if they could ever get out of the meth lab. Jesus. She came here, we fed her. I think that's about as ungrateful as it gets. Well, what the fuck is she supposed to do? Oh, I ran for Congress. Everything's perfect. It's not perfect. Guess what, bitch? We can't save $400. We don't have health care. We are the least upwardly mobile. 400,000 people are dying and counting. Well, well over that now. The sickness is spreading and the mental illness is even worse. Death by despairs through the roof, thanks to you Republican monsters. So then he, she, then he said, I'm willing to contribute to buy her a ticket to visit Somalia and she can look and maybe learn a little bit about the disaster that is Somalia. After she came back, she might appreciate America more. This is what Rand Paul said. So she, she, he can go on and sow all kinds of hate and violence and ignorance and racism against a member of Congress, but she's not supposed to have any reaction, right? Because that's what it means to be a Republican, especially a white boy Republican, never being responsible, never having to say you're sorry. You're perfect. It's perfect for him. Yeah, sure. Oh. God, I hate them. It's, uh, it's vile. They are just vile. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Tomorrow. Oh, it's gonna be, 
a real shit show and uh we'll talk about it tomorrow we'll get we'll get together tomorrow and go over the first day of the impeachment i think i think that will be a good idea and then we'll go and we'll refute whatever bullshit I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I get like baby bullshit they play. Uh, we're going to hear Elon Omar say uh, whatever bullshit they got. We're going to hear Nancy Pelosi. You know, they're blaming everybody but themselves. We're, we will hear Maxine Waters. We're going to hear Cory Booker say fight. They're such tedious, whiny bitches. There's no escaping the fact that they incited violence, they incited an insurrection, and they will not take responsibility for it. So it will happen again. So it is the duty of every normal patriot, every progressive, every Democrat, every normal American, I know I, re I repeat myself, Everyone capable of functioning in a free democratic society, a diverse society. It is our duty to, to stand up and fight and ensure, you know, legally and peacefully through the democratic process that these right-wing scums never get enough power again, that they, that they remain the minority party that they are meant to be. And it is up to us to push the Democrats while they have power and make sure that they continue to have enough power to fix this country and shore up the halls and ensure that another fascist coup never happens again. That these right wing freaks are nothing but a, a gnat in your rearview mirror as we're moving forward to make a more perfect union that works for all, a democracy that functions that leaves no one behind, where people can live and, and, and uh, have a decent health care, decent life, and retire. <sighs> That's not too much to ask. That's the American dream right there. All right, guys, guys, guys. We're going to... I'm going to go. Remember, become a patron at patreon.com. Slash Tara Devlin. I almost forgot the last part. Share the show with your friends. Thank you all for your super chats tonight. That also helps. It really does keep the show going. And more importantly, keep the show growing because we will win. You know it. It's the truth. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy and we will win we will leave no one behind my name is tara devlin thank you so much and i'll see you very soon <laughs>